0: How are y'all doing? Y'all good? Cool. Thank you, one person. I appreciate you. Uh, My name's Caleb. I am the pastor of student ministries here. If you don't know who I am, um, if you don't know who I am, come say hi to me, or I'm going to try to say hi to you or something. I want to meet you. Um, we're wrapping up our series tonight. So we've been in this, uh, the dating phenomenon series. And, and what I explained last week about the series is it deals with a lot of things that the world has not seen before when it comes to your relationships. And tonight, um, as we close it up, I, I'm kind of focusing on a dating phenomenon, but I'm, I'm really just focusing on a person phenomenon, on a you phenomenon on a way that people now, maybe for all time actually, um, have approached one thing, and it's their value. See, tonight I want to talk about um, your value. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about your value. So it becomes very personal for you tonight. It should be very personal, because I I want you to understand how much you are worth. Maybe it's a little, maybe it's a lot. I want to talk about that tonight. And And the reason I want to talk about it is because I know culture is talking about it. See, everything around you, you you probably don't even realize this, so I'm going to clue you in a little bit. Everything around you, culture-wise, is telling you a lot about your value. And they're also telling you about a lot of things that you can add to make yourself more valuable. So I'm going to do a little bit of a survey tonight. And here's what I want you to do. We're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I'm going to ask you to uh, close your eyes um, and, and then when I, when I name something, I'm going to call you to raise your hand, okay? So I'm going to have you close your eyes. You don't need to look around. I want it to be very personal for you. I just want you to be honest, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you a survey on a one to ten. How valuable do you feel right now? How, fa- how valuable do you feel you are right now? And ten is going to be most valuable. One is going to be least valuable, Okay, so here's the question. How valuable do you feel right now? Every um, eye closed, you can bow your head if that's what you do in church or whatever, but but just closing your eyes, not looking around, just you in this place, being able to be honest, your friends not knowing where you fall, just, just you— if you are a 10, a 10 being, or a 9 or a 10 upper scale being, hey, people love me. This is how you feel about yourself. Hey, people love me. I love me. And I'm pretty good at a lot of things, which makes me pretty valuable. If that's you tonight, you're like, man, I yes, if I'm in a self-survey, that's me. I'm like a 9 or 10 on the valuable scale on how valuable I feel about me. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Okay, I see a couple of you. Alright, you can put your hands down. Now if you're more in like the seven or eight range, <coughs> where you say, Maybe this is you, let me explain it. Hey, I have friends uh, that care about me. I think I'm pretty good uh, person and, and I think my friends would say, Hey, I'm worth hanging out with. If that's you, raise your hand. No one looking around. Okay, okay, I love that. All right, put your hands down. Um, Be honest, remember. Or maybe you're like in the mid-range, like four to six range, like a (coughs) five-ish, where you would say, hey, I have some friends and some who won't be my friend um, because I'm average. I have some friends, and then I know there's some people around here who won't be my friends. I'm pretty average. I'm not the worst in the room, but I'm definitely not the most valuable in the room. Raise your hand. Okay, I see you. Hands down, eyes closed. Got two more for you. Maybe you're like in the three, two, three range where you say, hey, I'm fearful my friends will actually hang out with someone else and leave me out sometimes. I feel like I have to earn people's friendships and, um, and, and earn their care for me because I'm not really that valuable. Right now, who would say, hey, man, that's me. I'm kind of like a three on the scale. I see you. I see you. Okay. Hands down. All right. And then this is the last one. Remember, honestly, no one else is looking, just you, but you being honest with you. Last one, maybe you're like, hey, I'm a one. I'm a one. And what that means is people don't really love me. I don't really love me, and I'm not good at much. I actually might be the least valuable person in the room. Anybody say, hey, tonight, yep, I feel like I'm a one. Okay, I see you. Cool. Here's the thing. Here's where culture gets messed up. You can look up right now. See, how you rated yourself is not actually your value. That list of things I just gave you, how you rated yourself is not actually your value. You need to understand that. Whether you said I'm a 10 or whether you said I'm a 1, how you rated yourself is not actually your value. It's actually your self-worth. It's actually your self-worth. Culture gets that messed up. They want to say, hey, this is your value, but it's actually your self-worth. And here's what self-worth actually means. It's how valuable you feel you are, not how valuable you actually are. So your self-worth says, man, I'm an eight, man, I'm a one, man, I'm a 10, I'm a five. It's how valuable you feel you are in the moment. It's not actually how valuable you really are. But there is an equation to help determine how valuable you actually are. Here's the the equation for all you mathematicians out there. There it is. It says U plus blank equals valuable. This is the equation U plus blank equals valuable. Okay? If you can fill in that blank, then you can know that you are a 10 on the value scale. Not your self worth, but actually valuable. See, but, but here's, here's the thing, that, that some of you instantly, you want to put in maybe things like money or wealth or, or status. You say, me plus money equals valuable. But you ask anyone who's ever been bankrupt before, you ask anyone who's ever lost everything, what you find out is that you plus money doesn't actually equal valuable. No, you plus money equals valuable just rich, (laughs) it actually doesn't make you more valuable. So some of you, instead of money, you you might actually put in your ability. Like this was more applicable to you, uh, middle school, high school students, right? Because you can say, "Hey, me plus my ability, me plus my uh, moves on the field, me plus um, my my basketball uh, ability, me plus my volleyball, me plus my um, knowledge, my ability to take tests well and to learn well, me plus my work skills, the things I can do with my hands, equals valuable. It makes me more." valuable. You may even have parents who said, hey, you need to learn this. This will will add to your value when you go to college. This will make you a more valuable person. But if you've asked anyone who is old, I mean like ancient old, you will know that their abilities fade. So either you become less valuable as you get older or that equation doesn't work. Maybe some of you put your popularity in there. You said, hey, you plus my popularity equals valuable. But if you've ever had a friend who's no longer your friend, then you realize that that equation doesn't work if your value is dependent on the people around you. Because they leave sometimes. And if when they leave, your value leaves, we've got big issues. So some of you want to add, hey, me plus my social media following. You know, this is actually a phenomenon going on right now, is that we have a lot of false confidence. Because we have a whole lot of followers and a whole lot of likes, but not a whole lot of life experience. And so when we go out into the world, we have this confidence, like people love me. I'm loved. I'm known. I got like 2,000 followers. I am getting it, but I don't actually know how to do anything. And then you look at the next person who has 3,000 followers or the other person who has 5,000 or 10,000, and you realize that your social media actually doesn't compare to a lot of the people around you. And that's what we're doing with social media is comparing And if there's anyone that has any more followers or likes on a picture just like yours, then your value goes down. And if your value is dependent on your social media following, then your value is unstable and we've got problems. Or maybe, because we're talking about relationships, you say me plus a relationship equals valuable that some of you have gotten into relationships because you believe they add value to you. Now someone loves me, loves me. Now someone likes me. Now someone calls me. Now someone calls me so much I'm annoyed. You know who you are. Now someone changed their status. Someone put me in their Instagram profile line where it's like, my initials in, like, 2020, heart, right? Like, like, you know, like, that's me. Somebody put that there. Guess what, man? I got their scrunchie, right? Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm claimed. I'm valuable. Guys, don't wear a scrunchie if a girl didn't give it to you. That's not good. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'd never do that. Yeah, whatever, man. All right, so... <laughs> So we add value. We say, man, that makes us valuable. Because they, they like me. But, but if you know any statistic about any high school, middle school relationship, then you know the chances, I'm sorry, this is going to be hard, of that lasting. They're low. They're <laughs> <Never> really low. <laughs> that chances are more likely that you will break up. And if you break up, and that was the determiner of your value, then your value goes away too. But there is a solution to this equation. See, if you, if you look at what God says about you, if you look at God's word, then, then really the only way this equation is this. It's you plus nothing equals valuable. It's you plus nothing that equals valuable because you are actually valuable not because anything great about you. Listen to that. You're valuable not because anything great about you. How you carry yourself, the accomplishments you've achieved, how you, what you've added to yourself, maybe it's the money or the ability or the relationships, no, uh, or, or what you can do. No, Those things actually don't add value to you. Your value does not come from what you acquire after you were made. Hear that. Your value does not come from what you acquire after you were made. It doesn't come. You can't add to your value. I want you to take Rolex, for example. This is a picture of a Rolex watch. This is the Rolex GMT Pepsi. That thing's sweet. That thing is $20,000. Yeah. Yeah. Now pull up the Timex. Pull up the Timex, baby. That's the Timex. Yeah, knock off. The Timex is $170. How much is the Rolex? $20,000. Holy. He didn't hear it the first time. So you got a $20,000 watch. And you've got a hundred and seventy dollar watch. Now, if I walked in with those and I said, "Check my Rolex out," and it was a Timex from this distance, you'd be like, "Sweet Rolex." Plus, how much is the church paying you? So you need to understand. Here's what's interesting about the Rolex watch: is it's not significantly better. It's not made with a uh, uh, better material that, that accounts for twenty thousand dollars doesn't have far better quality. It's not like, oh, this is just a better quality. No, no, the Timex actually has uh, kind of the same water resistance, the same scratch resistance, the same stuff, very similar specs to both watches, but $20,000 separates those two watches. Those two watches, $20,000. Yet the Rolex even though it's not made with far better quality material, is far more valuable. And it's far more valuable because it has something attached to it. And it's the five letters. R-O-L-E-X. See, what makes it valuable, listen, what makes it valuable is not all the product but it's because of the brand and the person that made it. Listen, because of the brand and the person that made it, that makes the Rolex far more valuable than the Timex. And in our case, despite how we feel about ourselves, despite what you think you've added or are lacking in your life, We are a part, I need you to hear this, I want you to discover this tonight that we are a part of a brand that gives us the utmost value. And the name of that brand, are you listening? The name of that brand is human. That you are a human. And if you are a human, then what I know and what I've read is that you are the most valuable. Then it doesn't matter what you came in wearing tonight. It doesn't matter what you did last night. It doesn't matter what you'll do tomorrow. If you are a human, then you are far more valuable. I need you to track with me for a second. See, the reason that people and places and things and talents and accomplishments do not add value to your life is because you have already been declared intrinsically valued. That's a big word. Intrinsically means naturally, that by nature, by nature of you having a pulse and two arms and two feet and a soul inside of you, That by nature, you have been declared valuable. You are valuable because of the brand who made you. This is what Isaiah says, and this is what I mean, and this is where I'm getting my, my, my knowledge from. Check what Isaiah says Isaiah is a man who God spoke to. He said, Hey, Isaiah, speak my words to my people. And here's what God spoke through Isaiah. He says, now this is what the Lord says. The one who created you, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel. He says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And the rivers, you will not be overwhelmed. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched. The flames will not burn you. Why? He says, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel and your Savior. And I have given Egypt as a ransom for you. Cush and Seba, Seba in your place. Those are two towns. Why? Why has God done all this? Because you are precious in my sight and honored and I love you. He says, I will give people in exchange for you and nations instead of your life. That This is what God spoke over his people. He said, there is no length, there is no extent I will not go to you because you are precious to him. He says, and I love you. See, if you read about Israel, if you read about the people, what you find is they were rebellious. They were the opposite of perfect. In fact, every time God would go to speak to somebody, the guy would come back and find Israel worshiping a false God. So not only were they not just being like apathetic about worshiping him, like, ah, oh, we don't want to worship. No, they're like, actually, we do want to worship, but we're going to worship something else. And God looks at them, and he says, despite all of that, despite your sin, you are precious to me that if you've ever met a Christian anywhere ever and known them at all kind of personally, what you've realized is they are all sinful. That they all have sin. They all have flaws. They all have mess ups. And God looks and he says, you are precious to me. And I love you. And I love you. 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16 says this. He says, therefore, right? Do not allow yourselves to be shaped. Do not allow yourselves to be conformed. Do not allow yourselves to be molded by what? By the passions of your old ignorance. But as obedient children, as people who have come to know God through Jesus, he says, be yourselves holy in all your activity. After the model of the Holy One who calls us, since Scripture says, Be holy, for I am holy. Call. He says, man, if you realize that God says, hey, you are precious and I love you, he says, then stop being molded by all the things around you, but instead be holy as God is holy. Man, honor God, like run to him in the times of need, in the times of hurt, in the times of insecurity, in the times of low self-worth. Run to him because he says, I love you. Like I want you to know your value. I want you to know your value. John 3:16, as I was preparing, and just it's a verse that you've probably heard, if you've been in church a while, but it, but it hit me, he says, "Hey, this, this, is, this is how lo- God loved the world. This is how God loved you." He says, for, for God loved the world in this way. You need to hear this. If any of you in here are like, man, I don't know if what you're saying is, is what, what actually is true about me personally. You don't know me. Like you need to understand what God's word says about you specifically. He said, for God so loved For God loved the world in this way. Now, he didn't love the planet. He didn't love the trees, and he was like, oh, I love these birds in this way. Oh, I love that water in this way. No, what he means by world is he loved the people who inhabited the world, which you are those people. He says, for God so loved the world in this way that he gave his one and only Son, that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. As we close tonight, I just want to paint this picture for you. I want to paint the picture of God's love for you. If you're doubting it, if you're saying, man, I'm being conformed by other things, but I think it's kind of working, and you hear God's word saying, don't be conformed by that. Run to him. You need to understand this picture real quick. I was able to paint it for um, some of the junior guys the other week. This is what this is a picture of. This is what I'm about to show you. This is what it is a picture of right now. This is God's love. So I have a son. He's four years old, and he's like the greatest kid on earth. Okay? He's like, there's two other kids I have, and they're all equally great. And so he tops as one of the three greatest humans I ever have known, and, and like, I, I love him. Like, obviously, I would do anything for him, anything for him, anything for him. So what this is a picture of is, is my son falling off the cliff, but I catch his hand, right? And I have his hand at the end, but guess what? You also fell off the cliff, and so I have your hand. But I can't hold on forever, right? Like I, I, I got to pull someone up, but he's heavy, you're heavy. But this is a picture of is my son looking me in the face and saying, hey, daddy, drop me. Drop me and pull them up. I drop. I can grab you with both hands. And I can pull you up. Now, often we get pulled up and we say, Wow, thanks, God. And then we walk away. But it doesn't deter how much He loves. He says, For God loves the world in this way. For God loved you in this way that He stood on that cliff, Jesus. You, someone has to drop because of sin that you've sinned. And that's what got you there. Jesus actually climbed over the edge and said, no, I'll go for him. You pull him up. And, and God said, okay. And Jesus said, drop him. God's only son. And you dropped him so that you would be saved. So that you would have salvation. So that you may come to know him and trust Jesus paid that price for sin so you wouldn't have to. Do you trust him? Do you know him? Do you know that he says, I loved you that much? You've questioned your value. You need to return to that. He says, you, because you are human, are all valuable to me. I want you to know me. I want you to understand my love. I'm going to close this out in prayer. I ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes as we go. We're going to go to small groups. Some of you have never heard the gospel of what Jesus did for you. But the Bible lines it out clearly. It says that he went to a cross to die On it, as payment for your sins, it says that every person, you, me, I, it's true, we've all sinned, which means that we all deserve death. The punishment for sin is death. We've all fallen fallen short of perfection. But God so loved us that he sent his own son to die the death we deserved that whoever would believe and trust in Jesus and invite God to be the Lord of their life, being broken over their sin, but understanding his grace would find salvation. They would never have to pay the price of that sin. So I just want that to rest on you tonight. That all it takes is you saying, hey Jesus, I recognize what you did for me. I recognize my sinfulness. I ask for your forgiveness. And God, I ask that your spirit would live in me. That you would be the Lord of my life. The Bible says, for whoever confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart would be saved. Is that something you want? And I'm... I, I, I kind of want to, like, hey, raise your hand, uh, but but I also kind of want to, like, leave it. If you want to know more about that, ask your leader. If you want to come talk to me, come talk to me. If you want to just pray right now in this moment for Jesus to be the Lord of your life and and to forgive you of your sins, man, do that right now. But then come tell us about it, because we want to walk with you and pray with you through that. Tell your small group leader about that. You just rest in that. God, we love you. We thank you for your forgiveness for us. God, may you be the Lord of our life. God, may you lead us to delight in you. May we recognize our value. May we not be conformed by this world. We love you. Walk with us. Be with us, God. We need you. Be in our small groups. In Jesus' name, amen.